Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, a further probe into the RTE Barter account and more pressure for accountability from senior executives. The Expert Advisory Committee on Governance and Culture have requested an expansion in the terms of reference of the work of the forensic accountants to feed into their own work. And the additional terms will focus on whether appropriate processes and procedures were followed in relation to the approval and operation of their barter account when it was established in 2012. Trust in RTE was shattered following the recent pay controversy. That was the message from Minister Catherine Martin as she appeared before the Oireachtas Committee today. The first step of that will be what's decided in the budget. And as I said, look, look to the future media recommendation was 15 million last year. There is a commitment of 16 million this year. I'm Ellen Coyne. And today on the Indo Daily podcast, I'm joined by Philip Ryan political editor with the Irish Independent to examine the revelations from the Oireachtas Media Committee. So, Philip, Media Minister Catherine Martin was in front of the Oireachtas Committee today. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what happened. Yeah, so number one, this is our first appearance before the Media Committee, um, despite this long-running affair and scandal into RTE, which has been going on quite a while now. And uh, yeah, she was facing a raft of questions from the various uh, TDs and senators on the Media Committee. And we did learn a little bit. We did learn um, something about what she plans to do on RTE. The the, probably the biggest um, reveal was that around the funding she plans to give them uh, in this book. And it, it, it's not going to impress RTE because it's not going to be the round 50 million figure that they were looking for. She's only going to go with the 16 million figure that was recommended in the future of Media Commission. So she's going to stick with that and then she'll revisit uh, how much more money she can give them in the future when um, they, they present, let's say, uh, their more strategic vision and redu- or, uh, cuts to how they can become more sustainable. That was one of the big ones. Um, she also uh, was very clear in saying that she has confidence in the board and the chair of the board, uh, and that is despite, I suppose, the, the misgivings a lot of the, the members of the committee would have and a lot of the, uh, I suppose, the public misgivings over the fact of how they've handled this entire affair. So that was another big one. Um, she also um, was very strong in saying that she wanted D Forbes and Jim Jennings, who was the, the commercial director of RTE a while back, or the content director. Um, so the, she wants them to come before the committee still and, and give evidence because that, that is kind of the, the missing piece of the puzzle that we, we haven't heard from just yet. Okay, so plenty there to, to be getting through. Um, I understand that uh, one of the things she said was that the accountants who were tasked with investigating what are now, I suppose, the infamous barter accounts that are at the centre of this payments controversy, that she has kind of uh, expanded their role and let them look look further than um, the accounts uh, back to 2017. Is that right? Yeah, so the barter account that people will remember is the, the notorious flip-flops, the, the, the social clubs in London, and of course paying... Uh, part of Ryan Tuberty's uh, annual 
payments. So she wants to now expand that review going all the way back to 2012 when the barter account was first instigated because what, what Mazas are trying to do or have been asked to, to do is, is to find out how this originated um, and how it became what it was. So it's tracking it from its beginnings all the way up to it being used to, to pay for absolutely everything uh, from trips to, to various sporting occasion and uh, concerts, etc., etc. So, look, that, that was a big one there. Um, Sinn Féin weighed in uh, heavily on that. Imelda Munster was pushing the line that she wondered, it, should the Abarter account just be abolished? Because it, it's still in operation for all intents and purposes. Should it, it is it now, it's day, it's over. The minister, um, her line on it was that essentially it, it, it's not the account itself, it was how the account was operated as the problem. So, so that'll be looked at. And again, uh, as she did on a number of occasions at the committee, she kind of uh, pushed all of those more difficult questions onto the various expert groups that she's set up and uh, th- to look into these things. And before she has an opinion on anything, she'll wait for the outcome of those. Yeah. And I suppose like there are a lot of different reports that we're waiting for and there's all these different ex- ex- expert groups. It's kind of hard to keep track of them. And mm. I suppose it's difficult to get a straight answer out of the minister while all of that is going on. But when she was talking about like this, these millions of your that are going to be given to RT even if it isn't Mm. Um, the amount that RTE wants. Was anyone kind of asking her, you know, what is the government going to ask for in exchange for that money? Like, what kind of guarantees will the government get that RTE will use this money and will spend it more appropriately than it has in the past? Yeah, there was an element of that. Uh, Fine Gael Senator Garrett Hearn was kind of getting to the nub of that that particular issue in asking uh, the question that uh, the minister and the various uh, cabinet ministers, Taoiseach, Tónish, etc., are very clear that they don't want to see RTE uh, collapse uh, and be disregarded to history. And at the same time, they're saying they will only give money if certain changes and efficiencies uh, and overhauls of governance, etc., are, are brought into place. But the minister can't really say what it is she wants. She, she can't say what, what kind of changes and reforms she expects from Kevin Backhurst to introduce. The, the, the main thing that she seems to uh, want uh, to be excluded from any reforms and cost savings, which is going to make it very difficult for Mr. Backhurst, is that there should be no uh, redundancies in mm-hmm. the place, forced redundancies anyway, um, if, if, as part of the cost saving measures. That's going to make life pretty difficult for uh, the new director general. But beyond that, uh, she doesn't seem to have really any vision herself for what, how she believes RTE should perform or, or what it should do to, to find all these savings. That is interesting, like the redundancy thing, because I feel like the public would probably be annoyed if, you know, ordinary members in RTE were losing their job as a result of this. And I feel like a lot of the anger is kind of directed at the more senior people, the people mm. on humongous salaries. Like, is, does Catherine Martin have any power or was she asked today about, you know, is there any way to kind of hold people to account, people who were in positions of power when this happened and who are still in those positions? of power. That, that was very much uh, the line of questioning. It, it, it was interesting actually. It was The line of questioning from Sinn Féin was very much uh, regarding the executives, the leadership team, what will be the consequences for them? Why is no one being held account? The vast majority of people who were there at the time are still in place or have left on uh, significant um, payments and will receive their pensions, etc. And Chris Andrews and Melda Munster were pushing that line. On the Fine Gael side, they seem to be very much more focused on the board. Why is the board still in place? Why is Shunia Rallygan place? Why are all these people who who were there at the time and in the, the words of, I think it was Alan Dillon, uh, asleep at the wheel um, while all this was happening? And
understand there is also a little bit of uh, disgruntlement still within the committee over the, some of the testimonies that was given to them and the fact that they were chopping and changing their statements on various occasions throughout the, this uh, months-long scandal. And even before all of this scandal kicked off, there was already discussions in uh, Catherine Martin's department about how you fund RTE, how you fund kind of um, public service media. Obviously, we have the issue of the interim funding, which RTE says it desperately needs. License fee revenue is falling. But was she was she talking at all about like kind of more long term plans, like how the government wants to fund RTE in the future and if it wants to ch- make any changes to the license fee model? Now, look, she has been uh, working on this, she says, um, since the, since she's taken office, really. She has received a, the Future of Media Commission report. We've made certain rec- recommendations. She then set up a technical group, which involved people from uh, various government departments, the, the Revenue Commissioners, RTE itself, I believe, um, and others. And she has had that report since March. She's refusing to give any details of it. She's sitting on it firmly. Um, she says she that that is because... Um, of this controversy blowing up, but she's had it months before this even emerged. So she, but she was very strong in saying that this will be the government, this coalition of the Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil and the Green Party that do reform how RT is paid or is paid for. So what that'll um, look like is, is anyone's guess at the moment, but you can be sure when you see, uh, I think it was a poll at the weekend talking about 40% of people saying they're not going to pay the licence fee, there's going to have to be some sort of changes and they're going to have to be made soon or we mightn't have RT anymore. And like, do you think that whatever they decide to do, do they have a hope of getting it done before the next election? Well, that's the commitment she's made. Well, it also depends when the next election is. Uh, if it's this side of Christmas, obviously not. Um, but if it's going to be into the new year, she's made this commitment now. It's going to be a tricky one. No one in government is going to want a new charge introduced in the weeks leading up to an election. If we're talking about an election, let's say next November or even into the new year, where you're trying to convince people to to pay for a new fee for a, a, a TV station, which in a lot of cases, especially with younger generations, no one's watching. And uh, on the other side of it, you see all this uh, kind of lavish spending on their top presenters and commercial staff. And uh, I know that so she obviously was asked a lot of questions about what she's going to do, what the government is going to do. But uh, as I understand it, she was also she had some stern words for senior people at RT when it came to how they communicated with their staff. Is that yeah, right? she was very disappointed in how the average worker in RT because the most the vast majority of people in RTE aren't on these six figures with car allowances and various other perks being jetted around the world to, to sporting occasions and, and matches. And there is that element of it that, and you saw that as well. At the time, the anger um, by the RTE unions led by Emma O'Kelly uh, out there that the, how that this this controversy has incensed them, and it was raised also at the the committee, and I think it's a salient point. I think it was raised by Mary Sherlock of Labour that th- there's not a lot of fat to cut in in a lot of those. Um, a lot of elements of RTE, if you talk to people in various divisions, especially in the editorial side and broadcast, um, radio, whether it be radio or television, they're all up against the wall. They're all operating on skeleton staff and they're all operating on fairly basic pay. So that's going to be an issue uh, out there, especially if they're talking about cost savings. You just wonder how they're going to achieve all this. My thanks to Philip Ryan. I'm Ellen Coyne and today's episode was produced by Garrett Mulhall, Researched by Maeve McTaggart, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. You can read more about this story online at Irish Independent. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.
Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.